If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh. And Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Your home for all things radio. And all things Brooklyn. That's right. Um, this is the show where your hosts, Josh Rubin and Oldenine, get together and we come up with scintillating, sexually gratifying <laughs> uh, ideas for getting you rich as quickly as possibly. Fast, super fast, super rich. On a given topic. Any topic. <laughs> and all we ask in return, Noel, is... 10%. You give us 10% of everything you make. You're millions and millions and millions. All we ask is 10%. You tithe us. Off of our off of the idea you took from us. That's right. You know, if you branch out, or if, you have, if you're rich from other things, and you're like, ah, this is a good way for me to make some more money. That's right. But, we don't want to touch no. any of the... This is not a 360 degree. No. Agreement. That this money is... is grandfathered into you. <laughs> That's right. We <laughs> we don't touch any of that. We don't touch any of that. And uh and you know, sometimes I don't we don't talk about how much we ask for and, and people paying us in the beginning of the show. But I think we need to remind people because I think people are making money. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and not paying us. I, I'm sure they are. Um I've already gone through many times, but really quickly I'll talk about Apple. Okay. Um, taking some of our ideas. Stealing them. Uh, uh, I think it was 20th Century Fox with a film that came out. Thieves. That was a story that we told here. Do you remember what it was? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was the massage. I, I don't want to get in, like, okay. I don't want them right. to sue us because right. we don't have all that money yet to uh-huh. fight back. Um, you know, because uh, they will, you know, those big corporations are big on vengeance. They sure are. As we didn't really discuss that in the vengeance episode. No. But uh, we know all the ways to get vengeance now. That's right. Um, <clears throat> but they're out there. Pizza Hut um, with the uh, big pizza that they did, the m- billion-dollar pizza. That's right. Uh, that they took right from us from our pizza episode. Yeah. It was very interesting to me that there was a period there where we'd do an episode, and within a month of our doing the episode, yep. some major corporation would come out and steal our idea. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but- we don't dwell no. on things like that. We, we have like faith to, in humanity. <clears throat> we do. We like to point these things out periodically. Uh-huh. Just say that we know, and we're expecting our checks. <laughs> um, or and, cash. And ca- whatever. We're expecting our money. Yeah, I want a shoebox of cash. It would be, you know, the amount of money that we're talking about here is not just shoebox money. Well, I no. want it all in shoeboxes, though. Oh, I see. So several shoeboxes. A, a pallet. A pallet of shoeboxes. <laughs> what of is, is there a particular brand of shoebox that you want? Mix it up, yo. Yeah. Uh, some sneakers. Yeah. Some Air Jordan boxes. And then some uh, uh, Raymore Flanagan. Oh, that's not a shoe. That's a furniture store. I hope um, they deliver your cash <laughs> in like a pallet full of like high heels and like lady footwear. And 
everyone will see them loading this pallet into your place, and everyone will be like, what's up with Josh? Yeah, is that what that, I don't... <laughs> I won't particularly care. Deb would love yeah. it if everyone thought I was a crossdresser. Oh, would, would she? Oh, God. You should, uh... Deb's biggest dream uh-huh. is that I were a, a, a drag queen. Dude. She would be so happy. Make her dream real. often talked about trying to get me on RuPaul's Drag Race. Get on there. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe yeah. I'll make her happy one of these days. I haven't yet. I don't see why I should bust that streak. <laughs> um, so, how's it going? Um, pretty good. No, no, uh, no complaints. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, as we do, we just sort of tell a little story that kind of leads into our topic. All right. And so I'm going to tell you a little story. I don't normally tell the stories. Noel's the one who's lived a life. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just the one who remembers my life. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it, too. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about this because I was trying to think, and I was thinking about there are all these challenges that you can see online, right? That's become a big thing. There was like the cinnamon challenge. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> and then the ice bucket challenge yep. that everyone did. and for a period there was one called the uh uh milk challenge i think it was All right. where the idea was that uh you ch- can't drink a gallon of milk in one shot like you have to like chug a gallon of milk and your body just cannot absorb it and you end up uh releasing but i remember having done this when i was like back in st thomas when i was like 9 years old um, this has been around forever. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, and you know, my friend, whose name happened to be Noel, uh-huh. as a matter of fact, um, but it was not Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. This was the uh, Drink a Gallon of Milk with Josh and Noel yeah, challenge. Yeah, I got the better name. Uh-huh, yeah, you did. <laughs> and I, at the time, was very proud of my ability to chug things. Like, I could take a whole Friendly's Fribble Cup and chug a, a fribble cup of water, which was a big deal in camp. Yeah. And uh, we got a gallon of milk from my refrigerator, and we stood in my bedroom, and I proceeded to just chug a lug this gallon of milk straight down, straight down, straight down. And he was cheering me on, cheering me on. And I finished that gallon of milk. I pounded down the gallon container, and I looked him dead in the eye, and then just threw milk up all over him <laughs> like covered him drenched it was like a bukaki newswoman show yeah, or something did, did, like did that did you win the bet though i did not cuz i did not keep it down uh, oh how long do, how long was there i think a... you could just got to keep it down period okay like the idea is is like you know there was no it was like it, but it was it was within i would say within uh 20 seconds okay. of finishing the maybe probably less now that I think a second is a bit longer than you think, or twenty seconds is a bit longer. <laughs> Especially than when you, you think. feel like you're about right. to throw up. <laughs> exactly. It may have been five seconds. Okay. Like there may have been. I think in my memory, I looked at him sort of with a steely gaze of of triumph uh-huh. when it may have been a a a frightened, <laughs> wide eyed. Oh my God! I'm going to throw up in a second, but I couldn't say anything because I was trying not to throw up on him, and I threw up on him anyway. Yeah, you know, I never did that, but I. You know, you know, everyone used to talk about it, and I was convinced that I could drink a gallon of milk, and and it wasn't like you had to chug it. Uh, <laughs> the whole thing was it's impossible to drink a gallon of milk within like it was like a half hour. To, yeah, you have to drink it within a certain period yeah. of time. You have some time. And so I was like, not only can I drink a gallon of milk in that time, uh-huh. but I can eat an entire pie with it. <laughs> and I never did, <laughs> I, but I I was always convinced I could do it and 
eat something large. You could not. Something large that complements milk. Well, yeah, whatever. Whether it be a ream of cookies or, uh-huh. uh, you know, whatever. I'm telling you, your body will reject it. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm still I wonder not convinced you, that I couldn't do it. Maybe if you ate all the stuff before you drank the milk, and it just, and then you started drinking that milk, and it just sort of started absorbing the milk uh-huh. and digesting in that half an hour, that's possible. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm no scientist, <laughs> although I play one on this show many times. Yeah, with my ideas. often, often <laughs> you delve way into the science. <clears throat> um, but you know, I also had done. Uh, I remember after seeing Cool Hand Luke. Mm-hmm. Not understanding again, very young, not understanding why it was such such a big deal to eat fifty eggs. I thought I could absolutely do it, and so I hard boiled two dozen, yeah, just to do it. And by like thirteen, I was shot. Like I felt really uncomfortable. Uh huh. Really, but then I did the thing where I like I distended because I wasn't fat then as fat as I am. I wasn't like a fat, fat kid, but I distended my stomach all out like he did, and I felt very like I'm like I'm cool hand Luke. <laughs> you know, in my uh, in my last year of school, uh, we lived in this townhouse, and the in the attached house to us were these other students who we went to Carlton, and they went to uh, Ottawa U- University of Ottawa, and. <laughs> This one dude who lived there was hilarious, and he was over one time, and I forget how, I I think we had pizza, and I was putting Tabasco on my pizza, Mm -hmm. and he's like, uh, like there was like a a third of the bottle left or something like that, and it came up like that he could drink this Tabasco, no problem, and we're like, all right, sure, and we like pulled some money, oh, no, no, it came up, he couldn't. He couldn't do it. Oh, okay. And we were like, yeah. what? What if we paid you? And uh, the next thing we knew, we pulled together. We had like five bucks or something like that. And so he's like, yeah, okay, yeah. And he sat there, and he had to like shake the bottle and shake the bottle and shake the bottle and shake the bottle uh, into his mouth. And he runs outside and throws up. And then he's like, oh, the reason I did it is because I thought I could do it. You know uh. what I mean? Like, <laughs> had you said like, you know, eat raw egg or something like that, I would have said no way. And my roommate is like, oh. Raw eggs. I eat raw eggs all the time. I eat raw eggs for breakfast. He was like on the rugby team, right? Mm-hmm. And so this other guy's like, oh, no way. No, you can't do that. And he's like, yeah, I eat them every morning. And so he bet him the same money he just won so, like, uh-huh. through such torture. He bet them back to him to watch my roommate eat a raw egg when he just told him, I have one every morning. That's so <laughs> Wow. Canadian colleges will take anybody. Yeah. That's the problem with socialism right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all of these stories mm-hmm. basically lend towards overconsumption. Or yes. another word for overconsumption, which is our topic today. It's gluttony. How that- to make your millions from it. Which you would think would be pretty easy because... You want to sell things. People want to consume things. That's right. You just have to create something that they want to consume. Yeah, and, and as a society, we're in a gluttonous spiral. We are, we are. That's that's at least this country. Yeah, our country is a is, you know, we are a consumer nation. It's a consumer economy. Yeah, service and consumer. That's it. Also, I would say in uh, the UK, in Ireland, in Australia, where we're huge, all these countries, yep. Mo- most most of the first world. Yeah, you know. We're not making anything anymore. No. So we're talking to our, our target market here. <coughs> That's right. 
That's right. The developed world. Yep. Which is the world. <laughs> Except little parts of it that don't have the internet. Yeah. And can't hear us. Yeah. So, with that being said, Noel. Yeah. You topic explained. Yeah. Stories told. Yeah. I think it's time to break out the big guns. Bing, boom. Here you go, yo. And let you start us off okay. with how so, we're getting rich with gluttony. Everyone knows, super famous, every year it happens on the 4th of July, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Yeah. Uh, in 2001, I'm sure everyone knows too, uh, first time competitor ever, Takiro Kobayashi mm-hmm. shattered <coughs> the record, first time ever competing. He won by eating 50 hot dogs in 12 minutes. The old record was 25. He doubled it his first time out. You know, he's also ripped to shreds, that kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he won this six years in a row. Uh, and it's because he changed the game. He did. He developed what he called the Solomon Technique, where he would take the hot dog out of the bun rip it in half, and shove the hot dogs in his mouth, take the bun, dip it in water to lubricate it, and bloop, pop the whole thing in his mm-hmm. mouth and eat it. Um, uh, a side note, he didn't compete in 2010 because of a contract yeah. dispute with Major League Eating, mm-hmm. which fascinated me that that was a real thing. Oh, yeah, that's a huge thing, yeah. Major League Eating. They, they run things all around the country. On another side note... Uh-huh. Josh Welber, my friend who was our guest on the games yeah. episode, who had a company called Large Animal Games, they had a game, uh, what was it called? I know the character's name was Bucky Beaver, but they had a game that was uh, uh, this beaver being sort of bounced around. It was a physics game, sort of bouncing off a wall and trying to grab fruit, uh-huh. right? And they had a thing that if there were X amount of downloads... They would live stream Kobayashi eating like 10 or 15 pounds of fruit in a very short period of time. Wow. Um, sadly, they did not get oh, the. That would have uh, been great. Yeah, but it didn't cost much. He was not like, I thought he would be a more expensive get uh-huh. than what he was. But at that point, he was sort of out of favor. He wasn't the champion he once was. He's probably got some coin in his pocket. Yeah, he's doing all right by himself, I'm sure. Uh, So anyway, guys, I decided to look into more competitive eating, and I started Googling around, Mm -hmm. and I saw a very recent story from the UK. On January 7th, in Oakhampton, UK, at the White Hart Inn, a man named David Mitchell, known as Greengrass, he uh, was hanging out at the pub, mm-hmm. and he got in a conversation with three other men who suggested he take on the pickled egg challenge. Oh, boy. Uh, so Greengrass bet five pounds that he could eat four pickled eggs in a minute, and he lost. Uh, really? You can't eat four pickled eggs? You don't even have to peel them. Uh, no, he lost. Uh, wow. And he was asked if he wanted to spit them out. Like I guess the bartender was like, hey, you want a napkin to spit mm-hmm. these out? And he's like, no, no, no. Probably because he already paid this money, he's going to at least eat his eggs, right. you know? So uh, he sat there and, you know, mucking up on his eggs, and uh, the bartender noticed, I guess after he looked back, his eyes were almost closed and his lips were blue. He collapsed on the bar and Uh-oh. he died. 
Wow. Yep. Um, Did he choke on the eggs? Uh, yeah, the eggs had totally clogged his mouth and were like cement, is what they said in the article. Uh, they called his wife Carol down to the pub, and, <laughs> and she said it was pickled eggs, wasn't it? It's just the sort of thing he would do. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh <laughs> that, that really yep that's your reaction yep it was pickled that, eggs wasn't it i knew was they'd all. get them one day <laughs> uh and then the uh assistant coroner john tomlin uh warned everyone tempted to try a similar contest to think very carefully before doing so. Uh, and then he recorded a verdict of accidental death, and he said Mr. Mitchell had pursued, quote, the folly of taking on this pickled egg challenge. Wow. Yep. And Carol said in the article, his wife, Mm-hmm. I just hope others learn from his mistakes and don't attempt such a dangerous challenge. Wow. And I thought, you know, these people are in shock. They're being a little hyperbolic. But then the article goes on to say in 2014, former Royal Marine Gary Sims, 55, died after choking on three pickled eggs in a pub challenge. And in June 8th, 2015, 14-year-old Anna Sexton died after gorging on pickled eggs in a late-night binge. This is a real problem we got going here. Wow. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, so I looked into it. Every year, I know that was the UK, but I I, I could only find figures on uh, North America. Uh-huh. Every year, around 4,000 healthy North Americans die choking on food. You know, I just want to say, that pickled egg thing, more people have died eating pickled eggs than eating the dreaded fugu. Yeah. The puffer fish sushi. Yeah. And you get all sorts of, you never see any like travel shows where they go to England and they eat pickled eggs no, pickled for dangerous egg is food the, stuff. The demon that lurks. Oh, it's, it's ready to pounce. secret killer. Yeah, it is. Uh, You're doing and, a real service here with I am, this. I am. I am. And we, we all know we almost lost uh, <clears throat> George W. Uh-huh. to a pretzel. Yep. Almost choked on that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, he wasn't drunk and falling down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> he really ate a pretzel. Uh, so uh, I thought, man... What can we, as humanitarians as well as entrepreneurs, do? Uh, <laughs> we got to help the situation out. Uh-huh. We need to get people to lube their food like Kobayaki does by dipping his bun in that water. Lube the food. That's right. Um, and with gluttony taking over the world, uh, you know, getting in that market is getting in good. So. Uh, I thought about it, and I thought, what would be the best food lube there is? Uh, well, and of course, it's a make a ranch dressing food lube. Uh-huh. You know? So I looked up uh, fatsecret.com, and... Uh, oh, no, no, let, let me step back a second here. So I looked up about uh, what you need for lubricants. And uh, you want to look at this on Wikipedia, not just Google it. Because I first tried to Google it, and that's not what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but w- Wikipedia had it. Uh, what you want in most lubricants contain typically a 90% base oil. Uh, there is a class of lubricants called biolubricants that are made from vegetable oils and other renewable sources. So great. We're going to make this 
ranch dressing food lube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I looked up fatsecret.com, and the t- typical commercial ranch dressing, like your Hidden Valley, has about 84% of calories from fat, not volume. Right. Uh, so we got we to gotta juice that a little <laughs> bit up. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> Hidden Valley Bacon Ranch dressing is 89% calories. calories from fat. Right. But so we gotta we gotta put a little science in here. But calories doesn't necessarily mean that you know. It, that's why we got right. we got to up it because yeah. not all volume. But they're trying not to be su- super fat, right? You know exactly. You don't put any like fluffed up water in there. If you were making ranch dressing at home, yep, which would be primarily mayonnaise, yep, which is a hundred percent fat, uh huh, or ninety nine percent fat. That's in there, and uh uh uh. And just like sour cream, yeah. which is an enormous amount of fat, mm-hmm. um, you'd definitely be up there yeah, with so, the homemade stuff. So we got to make this. We got to make it shelf stable. <clears throat> yep. Uh, and we're going to be out there. We're going to be saving lives. We're going to be making money over money over money. We're going to probably get a sponsorship uh, from the major league eating. Well, we'll see. They may outlaw it. That may be an interesting thing. Whether, but for, you, for private use, I'm sure. They, yeah, no, no, you know. no. I'm sure, but I'm just saying. You know, that could be the best. Uh, that could be kind of the best uh, yeah. advertisement at all in like a major league eating championship contest. Yeah, it's like a crash. Somebody's in a NASCAR. got like a somebody's got like a, a little bit of food lube hidden under the table. Yep. GRQ with Josh and Noel food lube. Yeah. That they're squirting on everything before they just slither it down their throat. Yeah. You know, I don't know how it would have helped with uh, chewed up pickled eggs, though, because I feel like the lube gets mixed in with the egg. Oh, just slide all down. Cause, right. You got to just swallow the whole egg. Yeah. We'll get it. Yeah. Uh, so a bonus feature here, too, uh-huh. I, I uh, realized. It's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> and, uh, you know, gluttony is one of the seven deadly sins. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the punishment for gluttony is? No. What? It is uh, you'll be force fed rats, toads, and snakes. So if you have trained yourself as a professional eater and know how to well lube down some food that you're going to just shove down your gullet, uh, that will help in the afterlife. Yep. Yep. So we're helping humans. We're helping ghosts. David Blaine, the magician, has been doing a bunch of stuff where he's been sort of swallowing whole frogs and then regurgitating them. Oh, yeah? It's disgusting. Is he regurgitating or are they just jumping? No, he's regurgitating them. He's doing this thing called the Human Aquarium, uh-huh. which is something he read about that some guy did. And he worked on his stomach muscles so he can sort of keep them so they're not actually down in his stomach getting destroyed by uh, by uh, 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 the acids in there. Yeah. Um, and he'll keep them sort of in between but not completely blocking him off. And then he will just bring him right up with his mouth and then spit him into a glass or something like yeah. that. Hey, have I ever told the story on here about an a previous guest of ours who I won't name who was eating quarters? No. <laughs> so there was a previous guest of ours uh-huh. who uh, I, uh, a long time ago I walked into a uh, corner bar and uh-huh. he was in there and he goes to me, oh, no, you, got any, you got any fucking quarters? Okay. And uh, I know who this I'm, previous I'm like, guest yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I reach my pocket and there's a couple quarters, uh-huh. hand them to him. Pops him in his mouth, knocks his beer back, and swallows him. A few minutes later, comes back to me, and he's like, no, what fucking year were those quarters? <laughs> and I'm like, 
I don't know. I, I, I have no idea what year the quarters were. He's like, you no, know, seriously, what year were those quarters? And I'm like, I don't know. So it ends up, what he was doing was, uh, this was phase one of the plan, uh-huh. where he was timing quarters going through his body uh, and documenting him. Phase two was going <laughs> to learn how to manipulate the quarters as they go through his body. <laughs> They'll come up heads or tails. No. So that when he's able to get people to bet on the races, he will be able to fix the races. So he's going to <laughs> race. So he's going to have people bet on the races, races of the quarters going through his, through body, his body. And he's going to switch around the order that they're in. And he'll come out a guaranteed winner every yeah, time. That person loved racing. Yep, he did. I remember that. That I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, but I know who you're talking yeah. about. Anyway, uh, lots of money, guys. Uh huh. Ranch food lube. Food lube. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people call that stuff food lube to begin with. Yeah, they might as well. You know, when you go and you get the ranch dressing for your mac nuggets. Yep. You know, I've often heard people say. I'll have the ranch food lube, please. Yeah. And people use it for everything. People dip their freaking pizza in, yeah. in people ranch. People love ranch. People love ranch. You can go to the corner pizza place here, and they have a, a uh, buffalo ranch pizza uh-huh. where it's ranch dressing. With uh, 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 Ranch dressing is the base, and then cheese, and then buffalo chicken bits on top of it, yeah. and then it's got a blue cheese squeeze all over it. They have a pizza eating contest. You should take those. Oh, that you know that one sits out all day. Yeah, I'm sure. That's you know I don't know why they don't bust uh, shelf stable. It's not. That's the problem. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I mean that's a good one. I like to uh, you know it's a solid product, but really everything leading up to it was amazing. <laughs> we had this discussion before. Noel Noel said that I don't like his ideas, and it's like you know while I don't agree with some of them, I always appreciate. The roads he takes to get <laughs> to his ideas. I'm a big fan of the uh, the 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 journey, and uh, yet another excellent journey. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, have you heard about feederism, Noel? Uh, yeah. Oh, have you now? Uh, well, slightly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, feederism is a fetish community uh-huh. which has millions of participants around the world. And not like millions, like one or two million, millions like possibly, there's no very specific record, but it's possibly upwards of 10, 15 million people around the world okay. that are either feeders or feedies. Mm-hmm. Um, they are very well organized. Lots of websites. Um, I went, you know, I stumbled upon, uh, the first one I stumbled upon, because I was just looking for sort of like, you know, crazy stories about gluttony and i clicked on this one thing and it was this full-on fantasy sex story about a guy getting fat and how much it turned him on and then his girl feeding him and getting in fatter how much it turned her on and it was just like you know when we did our uh, uh, our fan fiction but it was like right out of that. And yeah. I was like, what is this website? And I went in it and it had it was a dating site. It was they had forums, they had recipes, they had uh 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 pictures, uh-huh. lots of pictures of people, you know, uh who want to get fat or make people fat. 
mostly pictures of people who are getting fatter. Um, the forums about uh, about you know the goals that they're trying to reach and any you know help that people could give them and what the <laughs> ideal belly type is and like really very yeah. intricate uh, uh, kind of intense stuff. And uh, <clears throat> I was kind of appalled at moments seeing the level of of uh, uh, fatness. Yeah that some of these men and women have reached and how they revel in it. Like, it was so unhealthy at times that it was like, how do you feel comfortable moving around like this? But anyway, so it's made up of feeders and feedies. Mm -hmm. I think the name is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. But usually, interestingly enough, more often, than, so it's usually the feeder is the man and usually the feedie is the woman. Uh -huh. Although there are gay feeders and feedies that, you know, it's, they want to plump but someone up. But that's still up. the feeder's the man. The feeder would be a man, yeah. in, in, even in the... Um, but there are definitely female feeders okay. who love to get their men plumped up, um, or, or obese, really. Plumped up is a kind way of saying, like, massively obese. Yeah. Um, but usually, this is the interesting thing. While the feeder, in most cases, uh, enjoys the plumping up and the, the feeding of the food, the feedee is usually the one who has the goals for being fat. How many They have set very specific goals uh, of gaining a specific amount of weight in a particular period of time, um, uh, and it's up to the feeder to make that happen okay. for the feedee. So it's this you know, interesting interplay of like... Uh, 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 um, and it's you know it's very sexual right and sensual um, without actually being sex. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so you have these whole setups with these with these people, but I thought it was interesting that there were a couple, and particularly this one website called Phoebe, um, which is a feeder website and dating site um, that they also uh, have a dating app. Yeah. As well, but I was looking and it was like it was a dating ad. And it was specifically for Phoebe's and feeder, and 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 that's great. Um, but I was thinking to myself, what happens? So, so let's say you are a feedy, okay, and you're on a business trip, yeah, right. You're not with your regular feeder, no. or you're single, uh huh, and you're in a strange city or a strange town, and you needed to be fed, right? Like you're jonesing for feeding. Wink, wink. Yeah. Right? And I thought, <clears throat> there should be an app for these people to, like, a, f a, a feeder, feedy, mm -hmm. uh, hookup app. So, like, Tinder. Finder. Tinder. But, nope. I would call it Binger. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And it's really more of a combination of Grinder and Yelp. <laughs> okay? And so, what it is, you... Post your photo and you do your thing, and you have an immediate sort of proximity thing to the feeder that's nearest to you if you're a feedy or vice versa. Yeah. Right? Then you can then look in the neighborhood that you're at, and there will be a listing of restaurants mm -hmm. and markets and uh, uh, various reviews by other feeders and feedies, right? So who's going to know what you need more? Yeah. Than the people that that engage in your fetish, your community, your community, right? So you have this app. So it's like it's a hookup app. It's also a social media app, and it's also a review site for restaurants 
and uh, 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 markets, uh-huh. right? Where you can then be like, well, let's go back to my place. Let's go to this market. They have the hugest selection. So and so gave it four and a half stars yeah. for, you know, if you love to binge on mac and cheese or whatever it may be. And to me, it's just like, sky's the limit with this one. Yeah. Because when you. There's a lot of shame around the feeder community, particularly amongst the feeders. Um, a lot of people look down on them because they're usually pretty normal looking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're of average stature, average height, weight, whatever it may be. So people look at them as, uh, uh, in a way, in a weird way, as abusers. Okay. So they don't really necessarily come out all that much. You don't, you know. For them, they have to keep it like under a little bit under wraps, right? They don't, you know. Whenever you see interviews with them, a lot of them keep their hats pulled down or they're in the dark and they talk about it. They're they're constantly judged by their families and their communities. But this allows everybody to uh, uh, nurture and love in whatever way they want. Yeah. Binger. I like it. Yeah. You know, I have been uh, accused before of being a feeder uh, by people I've dated. See, now, this is my thing. Uh-huh. I don't think that's true. I don't think they truly understand what it feels. I think they mistake someone who enjoys cooking yeah. and enjoy. So, like, there's that. Like, the feeders, usually, particularly the female feeders, because mm-hmm. I, I went on a few blogs of female feeders, they love making food and watching someone devour it sure. and eat it all. And up. I like that. Right. And because it's a good feeling. It's like it's it's a feeling of uh, 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 like you're caring for someone. Yeah. Right. That's what cooking for someone is. It's an expression of love. A lot of feeders really want to see people get fat. Yeah. Like that's the other. Well, I would imagine it's almost you're hobbling the person to to a degree. But again, over their body, the person wants that. Yeah. They see the beauty in that, whatever that is. A lot. You know. um, Yeah. But, you know, so it's a difference. I don't think you want to see the person you're feeding get fat. No, you don't want it. You don't want them to be unhealthy in any way. No. You just want them to eat and enjoy and love. There's a lot of that's like grandma stuff. Yeah. You're like a you're like a grandma. Yeah. Exactly. But you're like a creepy middle-aged man. <laughs> that's the only difference. I was a creepy young man at the time. Yeah. Though. You were you were always just creepy. Yeah. You're a creepy dude. That's right. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, so that I mean you weren't really officially a feeder. No. You were you were a loving person. Yeah. You, you know just, what else I've been accused of being? What? A sellout. No. Which Who? brings us to our newest segment, Josh and Noel Sellout, where we investigate ways that Josh and I are actively pursuing selling out to corporate America, just selling our, our, our values, our ethics, our integrity wholesale. Uh, and you know the traditional ways you can do it. You can go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.com website, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel show page, and hit yep. the sponsor button. And pledge an amount that'll come out on a monthly basis for the rest of the season. At this point, about four months, uh, and half that money will come to Josh and I, keep us rich. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn and keep the lights on. Uh, or if you hate us, you can go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.com website, hit the Patreon link, and pledge an amount on a one-time or reoccurring basis to go to Radio Free Brooklyn. None of that money will come to us, and you can put a note saying, this guy's a creep, get him off the air, he's such a feeder, uh, whatever you want to say. But the real money, the big <laughs> money, the if you're a glutton for money, you're going after corporate sponsors, 
which is why we're starting small. We're aiming high. Uh, so our newest sponsor, our only sponsor, our best sponsor, <laughs> Mr. Monty Lamonti, take it away. Hey, everybody. It's your best friend, Monty Lamonti, back again with an amazing, absolutely stunning tip for you, my best buddy. Check it out. This tip is very important for everybody, males, females, and other. I hear a lot of people making jokes about making poops in the shower. Tell you the truth, that's not even a funny joke. Let me tell you something, people. Do not do that. It is not a good move. I know from experience, pooping in the shower is not funny. It doesn't work. And you end up using your big toe to mash down pieces of poo through a drain. Oh God, I'm about to barf. And when it's all done, you feel disgusted and ashamed of yourself. So take it from your good buddy, Monty. Do not poop in the shower. As always, a positive influence in your life. And remember, if you heard this tip, you owe me $2. That's the most important thing, is that you get the money $2 to me. The best way to do that is via PayPal at Montyism at Yahoo.com. That's Montyism at Yahoo.com. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lesson you can live by. I'm very curious uh, how he knows this. He must have know someone who did it. And uh, told him about it. Uh, I've known Monty for a while. He may have tried it. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Monty, thanks for that tip. Yeah, and it's it's a well placed tip on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> It it kind of is, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it would have been more better placed in the poop episode. Yeah, you that's know? true. But you know, we didn't have Monty back then. We weren't the raging successes that we are, like we are now. That's right. We are, uh, and and every episode, we not only rage with success on our main topic, but we have a a, a tiny little egg of rage in there that we've a hit pickled in, egg, a pickled egg, <laughs> pickled egg of of. of, of <laughs> That's right. And we only put, can put one in there. Uh-huh. Four. That will gum up your mouth and kill strangle you. you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know what Carol say then. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you're waiting for for the egg timer to say it's been a minute, if uh, you're, you're about to puke up some milk in... Five seconds, it feels like 20. Uh-huh. Uh, give us a listen. Make some money. Come back later. Listen to the rest of the show. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. One day, a man spent $30 for a few pieces of used furniture and an old painting of some flowers. When he got his new stuff home, he decided to strategically hang the picture to cover up a hole in the wall that had been bugging him. Some years later, he was playing a board game called Masterpiece, and much to his surprise, one of the cards in the game featured a painting of flowers that looked a lot like the one he had on his wall. So he went online and found that his painting was similar in style to the work of Martin Johnson Heed. He found the Kennedy Galleries in Manhattan, which handles many of Heed's works and asked them to take a look at his painting. They agreed and were able to verify that the piece of artwork covering the hole in his wall was a previously unknown heat painting, since named Magnolias on Gold Velvet Cloth. In 1999, 
the Museum of Fine Arts in Houston purchased a painting for $1.2 million. So, the lesson of this story is buy stuff at junk shops. Yeah. And uh, play games where you may see something similar to that and then sell it for a lot of money. Easy, you guys. We pretty much laid that one out for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Big money fines. Don't throw anything away. That's really the story. That's right. Keep everything. Keep it in piles in your apartment. Uh-huh. Make little paths. Take everything you own to get appraised at some point or another. Uh-huh. And just whatever it is. You got shit that you have in your house. Pizza crust. Yep. Doesn't matter. Maybe worth something. Yeah. Depends. Depends on who made that pizza. Yeah. You know, there's going to come a time, for instance, when Defara's, right? Yep. Dom is going to die. Yeah. I mean, I love him. But life is I life. I love his pizza. But he's 80-some-odd years old. No one else makes the pizza but him. If you have, like, Defara's pizza crust lying around your house. Bingo. That's going to be worth some money to Top somebody. Dollar. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Touched by the old man himself. Yep. Ugh, that sounded creepy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, back to our topic. Back to gluttony. How do we make money? <coughs> I'll tell you. I got some good ones. You better. I do. Okay, good, because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for you, I do. So gluttony. It's a growing trend. It's a growing fad. It is all the rage. Uh, so gluttony is all the rage. Yeah, it the is. The kids all love gluttony. Food contests are getting huge. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, as we said, YouTube. We got pickled egg eating contests. Well, we got cinnamon challenge. We, we got milk challenge. We've we certainly got... done bits like there. There's the whole thing in Korea uh-huh. where uh, yeah. the the YouTube stuff. We did. I did. I think we used that twice. Yeah. As a matter of fact, where people just sit on YouTube yeah. and eat huge bowls of food, little tiny things, just shoveling food into their mouth, yeah, making half a million dollars a year. It's a thing, guys. Yeah, it is. Uh, so uh, the, the way to make a thing and make huge money off it, tie it to another thing, right? <laughs> another thing that's all the rage. So I started uh-huh. thinking, what's all the rage? Well, um, you know... You look around. What 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 has been the big hits lately? Why am I feeling like you're going to say Pokemon Go? No, I'm not okay. going to say Pokemon Go. Oh, no, I'm not at all saying that, Josh. <laughs> Have some faith in me, will you? Uh, so Serial, right? Uh-huh. Making a Murderer that was on Netflix. Oh, Serial, the, the show, the, not the crime show. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, then the OJ series, which was great. Uh-huh. And the OJ documentary, it. which I'm watching right now. Uh, which is great. Um, there's uh, the podcast My Favorite Murder, mm-hmm. which I've been listening to the last few days. I'd never heard it. Uh huh. It's fantastic. <clears throat> Crime Town, which you turned me on to. Crime Town. Uh, yeah. If you look at the at the top shows on iTunes right now, <coughs> a, a huge percentage of them are all true crime, right? So this is something. It's all the rage. Uh. You know, it's it's all this murder, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, what do we do? <laughs> we we keep talking, though. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we we take these, uh huh, 
and we we make a twist on the traditional like murder mystery dinner events. Uh huh. But they are true crime murders. So we actually murder somebody. No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. And eat them. Uh, we have them like a documentary. Okay. Uh, where instead of solving a murder, you're being described murders and told by people you know who are maybe storytellers uh-huh. uh, know how to spin a yarn yeah yeah uh the tales about these murderers <clears throat> while and, you're eating uh then we eat food related to the stories mm-hmm. and at the end we have their last supper and mm. that may not sound like a great thing to you but i got a few examples that's going to Last suppers are amazing. Yeah, they sure are. Uh, they sure are. I got way into reading about these. Uh-huh. So, uh, <coughs> first example I'm going to give a man named Robert Alton Harris. Mm-hmm. He killed two teenage boys who were eating hamburgers in their car, finished their burgers. So, Ew. at this part of the story, they come around and everyone eats a burger. Yeah, yeah, you know? yep. uh, And then he stole their car, robbed a bank. Uh, was chased by the cops and arrested by w- the cop who arrested him was one of the boy's father that he just killed. Really? Yeah. And he didn't shoot him, huh? He, he just he arrested didn't know. him. Oh, oh, he didn't know the kid. What he didn't know his son was dead, or he didn't know that he this was the guy know. who killed his. He son? He didn't know any of it. Oh, right. Oh, wow. So uh, this guy got the death penalty. His last meal: twenty-one piece KFC meal. Uh huh. Two large pepperoni pizzas from Domino's, a bag of jelly beans, and a six pack of Pepsi. So we we get all worked up. We get our animal instincts going. Listen, to these tales of murder and depravity, and then we eat like a Kobayaki, <laughs> you know, or Kobayashi. Yeah, whatever you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Example two. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh Peter Meniel. He beat a man with a beer mug, right? So when, yeah, chug, when, when that when uh-huh. that said. Now oh, when chugs okay, a so beer. Everyone chugs a beer. Uh, then uh, the same guy, he beat <clears> him with a shock absorber, then he stabbed him with a knife, then he stuffed a blanket down his throat, uh, and then the guy died. So would At any point, would we eat blanket? Uh, you don't have to, but you could have, like, pigs in a blanket. Oh, there you go. You know? I'm just saying. If you, thing, you, I feel like if something is ending up in either the murderer or murderee's mouth, uh-huh. then it's gotta, you've got to eat it. It's okay. got to go in All some right. version right. or That's something. A good rule. has got to go rule. into your mouth. Yeah, and if we need to fluff some of these stories up, too, we can have, like, music about yeah. the murder. You we can, can have a burlesque act in act, there somewhere. Acting out the murder. Oh, yeah, you could have acted yeah. it out. I mean, it's got to be full theater Puppet as well. Show. Oh, oh, there you go. Uh, I like puppet shows. Yeah. Uh, so his last meal. You're going to like this one, Josh. Uh-huh. Uh, 20 beef tacos, 20 beef enchiladas, two double cheeseburgers, a pizza, fried chicken, oh my God. spaghetti, a half a chocolate cake, a half a vanilla cake, two kinds of ice cream, a small fruit cake, two Cokes, <laughs> two Pepsis, two root beers, two glasses of orange juice. Now, I'm curious. Yeah. So, like, I kind of get this because this is the last meal you're going to ever eat. You might as well have everything you love. Everything, a lot of it. Right. Yeah. Right? Because you're just going to f- gorge yourself. And even if you don't finish it, you, you're just, you got it. But I also wonder if you order so much food to drag it out. You might. But I don't know if they'll let you drag it out. I don't know. You know what I mean? I think they give you your last meal way before... You actually get the, the... Maybe they're just like, hey, man, they're going to fry me on a chair. I am going to make <clears throat> sure I poop that room. 
Well, they don't even do that anymore. Most places don't fry anymore. Well, either way, you're going to poop. Eat that much food? Yeah, you, 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 would you think could. You're going to you release. Could brush by the guy in the hallway and he's pooping. Oh, could you imagine the poor guys that just have to <laughs> deal with the body and. Uh, yeah. Uh, Example three. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, and I could have gone on forever, but I kept yeah, it to no, three. Yeah, no, no. You, uh, you should have done like 10. I'm interested in every single <laughs> oh, one. Oh, they're of great. Uh, Jesse Mott. Uh huh. Uh, he killed a gas station attendant in 1934. Mm-hmm. Evaded capture for five years. The jury took seven minutes to convict him. Uh, Jesse what, was. Uh, what did he do again? He murdered a gas station attendant. Okay. Uh, he was 300 pounds. Needed his prison clothes to be specifically made just for him, handmade. Mm-hmm. His last meal, two pounds sirloin steak, two pounds cured ham, 12 fried eggs, 50 biscuits, Wow. two quarts ice cream, Wow. two chocolate pies, two quarts ice cream, one gallon lemonade. There's no, I, I just, I mean, look, I have hit 300 pounds in my life uh-huh. and, and over and at my worst. I could not eat half of that. I maybe half of that in one sitting. Okay. The fact that he was three. I mean, like that's crazy pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I would. What would you choose for your last meal? Uh, I don't know. There's so many things I like so much. I guess I would just flip a coin and pick one of the things I really like. Uh huh. Um, you know, good pizzas is fantastic. <clears throat> uh, good steaks great. Um, good burritos great. I probably it probably would be something comforty though, you know. See, I would go. I wouldn't go. I, there's gonna be no salads. No, I get that. Unless it's with. I feel like I would be like, if they're gonna drop hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a last meal, because that's not like a cheap last meal, uh-huh. right? If you're getting that much, yeah, there's still a couple hundred bucks are going into that, right? I would be like, I want like the ten course per se tasting menu. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that thing that I've never been able to experience because it's just so out of my price range. And and fuck it, let's splurge. Yeah, with with yeah, maybe That's the city's the... money. I remember someone in New York got Peter Luger's. Mm-hmm. Like they had a, a oh, T bone uh, with the good. with a potato and the cream spinach and a side of bacon. Uh huh. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, and you know, I I was gonna end with I saw in a, in another British newspaper. Mm-hmm. British papers are the best. Uh, there was a story about a guy from the States who had some, like, 48,000-calorie last meal. And that's what I was going to end with because it sounded so big. And then afterwards, I looked at it compared to these other ones, and I'm like, oh, no, that's not as much food. <laughs> these guys are really putting it back. Uh, so, you know, people are paying top dollar to get in there. You're you're overcharging for the drinks. You're charging for the show. Right. Uh, and you are charging top dollar for this food. You could even have uh, uh, lifeguard seats to mm-hmm. make sure they sit up there and they make sure that nobody's choking on their food. Uh, and if you want to increase the drama, at some point they go to the bathroom <laughs> just as someone seats. comes out with a big jar of pickled eggs. Oh. And who knows? There's no lifeguard around. That'll be that moment. That'll be like the... Uh, 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 Monty Python meaning of life with the wafer thin mint moment. Yeah. You know, they're going to eat that one pickled egg, and that's going to be the thing that makes them all Turns explode. to cement their mouth. Their yep. wife's going to say it was pickled eggs, wasn't it? It's just the sort of <laughs> thing he would do. <laughs> you know, uh, you know that sort of feeds into uh, my next idea. Feeds I had, into? 
feet. Ah, <laughs> it was very straightforward. Like it wasn't terribly fleshed out, but yeah. you know, we all. I remember when when uh, I may have been amongst the first or second cast of a. Uh, 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 I guess it would officially the second because Bill Murray was probably involved, but um, of Saturday Night Live, there uh-huh. was a skit with Burt Reynolds when he was hosting, uh, where it was set in old Roman times, and they were all just going to the vomitorium, uh-huh. and like you know they were at an orgy and they would like do the or- and then they'd come in and they'd have to and then they'd, uh, yeah they'd all bend over and throw up. That always stuck in my head as kind of like a. Why doesn't anyone do that anymore? Why? And they're just like, you know, there's plenty of people obviously doing it in private, as uh-huh. we learned in the show that shall not be named. Yeah, the, the, um, <laughs> the eating disorder we never aired that this is um, getting back for. Yeah. And uh, I thought, why not now? Yeah. Right? Like, <clears throat> there are a lot of people. Now you know, more than ever. It Now more than ever. In in this, this world that we live in now, uh-huh. uh, Particularly in this country, mm-hmm. shame is not a factor really anymore. No, the, the the millennials don't believe in it. They don't believe in judgment. They don't believe in shame. Yeah. Uh, so you know, you embrace whatever you are, yeah. whether you're a bulimic, anorexic, um, whether you're a binge eater who just wants to keep on binge eating. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. Um, you are who you are. More power to you. Strengthen your perception of your body. Yeah. Right. So for all these people who love food and just want to keep on eating it. Yeah. Why not open up vomitoriums that are combination like all you can eat buffets of delicious, nutritious, well, delicious foods. And then you can go, you know, there'll be feathers lined up along the wall. You can take or whatever long object you need to get down there to really activate that uh, gag gag reflex uh-huh. and uh and throw up and go back and eat again. Yeah. You know the you, the two things you always hear about uh cruise ships, how much people eat on cruise ships. Oh, that would be perfect. And you always hear about like when the norovirus goes around a cruise ship, how much everyone just vomits. Yep, vomits and shit. <laughs> have absolutely <laughs> have them all together in one. Yeah, uh, you can just give people the norovirus. Yeah, or or just, you know, or just you say call hey it- you guys do what you do, and we're just right. going to say we had the norovirus <laughs> on here. Yeah, you could do it where if people have a hard time throwing up, you can put them in the vomitorium, can maybe be on hydraulics, so it works like a ship that is uh, that is uh, uh, pitching and yawing in a storm. That always gets people to throw up oh, yeah. nonstop. Yeah. Um, they could even do I think it would be a perfect combination if you did, like, vomitorium cruises. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It would just be that would be the whole thing. That would be the entire thing. And then, yeah, you're absolutely right. Then the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, norovirus. Oh, everyone got the norovirus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why all those pictures of everyone puking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> all those tweets. Yep, all those tweets. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know what? Speaking of tweets, guys, you want to tweet us? You want to give us? Ideas for the show? You give want... us ideas for the show? Yeah, because we're not. Not coming if you up with want good to. Ones. Give us ideas for the show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so when you give us ideas <laughs> right, for the show, exactly. if you want to give us rules to judge our schemes by, yep. you want to reach out and say hi, Yep. then you get us on Twitter, GRQ Josh Noel. You email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You Facebook us at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You go on iTunes, you subscribe, you rate, you review. 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 Yeah. It, hel- it helps us. Yeah. 
It helps us. We actually have several really reviews actually. on there. Yeah. It's a big deal. If you like our show, review us. Yeah, it really does help. Certainly rate us. Yeah. You know? You know what else helps is what? you listen to all our uh, shows on podcasts. Great. Tune in. Radio Free Brooklyn, 8 o'clock, Saturday nights. Listen else what's going on the sh- on the station. It's fantastic. Come on. Do yourself a favor, knuckleheads. Uh, speaking of doing yourself a favor, at this point in the show, you have so much money, it is going to choke you like an egg. You got to... <laughs> You got to do something. You got to lube that money. You got to make it flow. Uh, so, what are you going to do? Take it away, Josh. Send that money! Every year, business magnate Warren Buffett hosts a lunch that raises money for charity. It's usually one of the most expensive items on eBay, but in 2010, it sold for even more than usual when an anonymous bidder paid $2.6 million. Although the bid was also an extremely generous donation to charity, we hope that Buffett gave the winner some top-tier investment advice so he or she could really get their money's worth from the luncheon. Do you know what uh, Warren Buffett's top-tier investment advice was at that luncheon? Uh, plastic. Listen to GRQ with Josh and Noel. Ah, uh, right. That's where he gets. That's where he's gotten every single idea yeah. that he's had for the past... 77 weeks. Yeah. Or no, by this time, 79 weeks. Yeah. Maybe 80. I don't know. You know better than me. But every idea he's had, every money-making idea he's had has come from that. On that note, Noel. That's right. So Warren, you know, he could spot it from a mile off, but how do you, the Mm -hmm. average listener, know that our ideas are as good as we say? Good enough to quit your job. Good enough to sell your house. Good enough to rack Mm -hmm. up your credit cards. Good enough to take up loans. Good enough to spend all your kids' college fund. Well, it's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick to which we judge our schemes by. Take it away, Josh. Where do they come from? They come from Warren Buffett's 10 Ways to Get Rich from WarrenBuffett.com. There you go, we guys. We're having a Warren Buffet. Number one, <laughs> be willing to be different. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, don't be the person going to the salad bar. Go the person going to the burlesque show talking about murder and eating the last meal. That's right. Number two. Never suck your thumb. No. Because that's keeping you from shoving stuff in your pie hole. That's right. There's no calories in that. Nope. Uh, number three, know when to quit. Yeah, after a couple rounds of vomiting, yeah, you're ready to quit. That's right. So you don't choke on that uh, that egg. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're three for three there, Noel. That's which, right. Which, as per usual, means you're going to get rich off of our ideas. Yeah. Rich and fat. Rich and fat. Fat with cash. Yeah. Um, So once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place.